You're listening to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast bringing you opinions not heard anywhere else. We cover everything in the world of football, basketball, and gambling. Now, stepping up to the mic, your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. Welcome to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast giving you opinions not heard anywhere else. I'm your host, Brad Wakai, missing my co-host Tyson Gentry as he still recovers from a minor procedure that he had done a couple days ago, wishing him well, and we will get him back next week for sure. But this is our NFL preview show. We have week three in the NFL. I can't believe it. It's already week three in the NFL and a ton of interesting games as we go through it here. A lot of teams are in kind of in desperation mode. A lot of teams who need to win. Chargers and Vikings being two of them who sit at 0-2. And other teams who last week you know performed a little bit better but are still kind of unsure about what they are so far this season. At least that's my read on things as we sit here two weeks into the season and getting ready to play our third. So let's just jump right into it. Let's start with the Titans who go to Cleveland and face the Browns coming off a tough defeat against the Pittsburgh Steelers and one that was down to the wire, a ton of mistakes, really hurt them. And the Tennessee Titans, you know, they're a team that always plays up to like whatever competition they're facing. Like it's, it's the magic of Mike Vrabel. He always has his team ready to go as underdogs. And in spots like that, they always seem to deliver. Like he's one of the most profitable coaches against the spread when he is an underdog. And so in this one, Cleveland's a three and a half point favorite, which, which is very interesting considering that Nick Chubb is out for the rest of the season with just that gruesome knee injury, uh, which was really tough to watch. And then as far as the rest of the injury goes, because this is the time when you really got to start paying attention to what's going on. DeAndre Hopkins, ankle injury, Derrick Henry, toe injury. You know, those are both big things heading into this. And so I'm curious to see how the Titans offense and their offensive line is able to handle the defensive pressure that the Cleveland Browns are going to throw at them. And on the flip side of things, what are the Cleveland Browns going to look like on offense without Nick Chubb? You know, like I think that's interesting. Is there more things that are going to be on Deshaun Watson's shoulders? How does he look in that role when it really comes down to him? Is he able to elevate his game to that next level like we've seen him do in the past but have not seen him do in a Cleveland Browns uniform? Chargers at Vikings. Now, this is maybe one of the most important games, or this is one of the most important games, maybe the most important game when it comes to deciding the future of the playoff teams in the NFL. Both teams are sitting at 0-2. 0-3 teams have a hard time making the playoffs. That's just the reality of the situation here. Like, I know it's a long season, but if you start off 0-3 and in that hole, it's very difficult to pull yourself out. Now, the Vikings are home. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This is flip-flop that line here. So you've, you saw the Chargers open as a favorite. It went to the Vikings, and it's kind of sitting here. It's a crazy good teaser leg for anybody if you can get the dog on. So... Vikings are the favorites. I'm, I'm curious to see how they attack this Chargers defense. You know, what are they going to do offensively up front to be able to stifle Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, who have honestly not generated the pressures that we've seen them deliver in the past? Is this a get-right game for that Chargers defense and Brandon Staley, who quite honestly have not looked good for the through the first two games of the season? And then offensively for the Chargers, Austin Eckler still banged up. So if he can't go, it's going to be Joshua Kelly at running back 
what does Kellen Moore, the new offensive coordinator, do? Does he do more straight dropbacks and have Justin Herbert sling it around? Or do they still want to maintain a balance and then trust Joshua Kelly to get downhill and try to tear up the Vikings defense that just gave up a ton of yards on the ground to DeAndre Swift and the Philadelphia Eagles? Patriots at Jets. Patriots two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Bill Belichick has completely owned Zach Wilson in his career. But this is a really good Jets defense still, regardless of what happened last week against the Cowboys. And this is a really good Patriots offense, a uh, really good Patriots defense. So the total is extremely low here at 36 and a half. I'm interested to see what this Patriots offense can do against the Jets. I mean, really, like there's been moments where they look like they can move the ball. But against the Dolphins defense that gave up a ton of yards and points to the Chargers, they just did not look good on the offensive end. So I think this will be a tough challenge for them. But if they're able to once again kind of piece some drives together, this should be a relatively easy victory for the Patriots if they're able to stop what the Jets do on offense, which I have a feeling they might because Belichick, once again, has just completely owned Zach Wilson and the Jets. Brees Hall was complaining a little bit about his lack of touches last week, only getting four carries. I expect that to change in this one. Mekhi Becton, knee injury. Um Cornerback Michael Carter, Quincy Williams, you know, they were limited in practice. Cole Strange, his knee is banged up. Jonathan Jones, his ankle is hurt in Colton's uh, Cole Strange. Devontae Parker both have knee injuries. They were limited in practice as well. So this is a game that's been uh, banged up for both squads. Bills at Commanders. Buffalo Bills rebounded a huge way, getting a big victory over the Raiders in their home opener. And the Washington Commanders have been a pleasant surprise. I mean, 2-0 coming back from a, a big halftime deficit against the Broncos and pulling that one out. Now they come back home where they almost lost against the Arizona Cardinals, and they're six-and-a-half-point dogs at home here. Sam Howe looks like he can play a little bit, guys. He looks like he's starting to get this offense of Eric Bieniemy. They do have weapons there in Washington. Like They have guys there. It's just been a lack of a consistent quarterback that can get the ball to their weapons. And it looks like they're able to do that now under this new offensive philosophy and this new system of Eric Bieniemy. Now, the, the Bills are extremely banged up. Leonard Floyd, their defensive end, Micah Hyde, tight end Dawson Knox, defensive tackle Jordan Phillips, and linebacker Terrell Bernard all have not practiced this week. Hyde and Floyd have been labeled as day-to-day. Like Those are important pieces, I think, for this game. And on the flip side for the commanders, Brian Robinson, the running back, dealing with the hip injury, it didn't li- limit him, but that that does hurt if he is limited in any capacity. And then Curtis Samuel and their center Nick Gates, you know, they're on the injury report, but we're full participants. Logan Thomas, the tight end, dealing with a concussion, and Deron Payne was dealing with an ankle injury that kept him on the sideline. So another game, you know, people are starting to get banged up as we're getting through the weeks here in the NFL. Obviously, I'll repeat it: injury reports are something to keep an eye on, as that definitely impacts how the games are going to play out, any betting angles that you may have as well. Going forward, Texans at Jaguars in a divisional matchup. Jags, a huge eight and a half point favorites, coming off a disappointing loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. Texans 0 and 2, but the offense has actually started to look okay. Now, I say okay because it hasn't been anything that you're going to look at and be like, wow, okay, there's signs that we can really see some improvement here from CJ Stroud, but his completion percentage is over 60%. The concern is after a good performance in week one for the Texans, the wheels fell off in week two. Now, this is a young defense that's been dealing with injuries and under first-year defensive coordinator and first-year head coach, D'Amico Ryans. 
So they've been, they've been dealing with some issues here. You know, Tank Dell, their wide receiver, CJ Stroud had a right shoulder injury, offensive tackle, Laramie Tunsil dealing with his knee injury, but they were full part participants. Everybody except for uh, Tunsil and practice on Thursday, suggesting that they're going to be available, but they, they do have some other guys that are banged up on the secondary. I think Jalen Petrie is going to miss this game too. And so th- this is a game that I think potentially could be a high scoring game as well. Colts at Ravens, the big one, Anthony Richardson, still dealing with concussion-like symptoms. He's in concussion protocol. He could be a go on Sunday. He could get cleared before then, but if not, it's going to be Gardner Minshew for the Indianapolis Colts. He's familiar with the Shane Steichen offense as he was in Philadelphia last year. So is there that big of a drop-off? That's to be seen. I, I think in terms of the overall ceiling, Yes, Anthony Richardson's much more talented, but in a one-game scenario, I'm not quite sure what that drop-off is, especially because Gardner Minshew right now is a better passer than Anthony Richardson. The only thing he doesn't provide is is the running threat, which is a big part of what Shane Steichen did in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts and what he's used so far in Indianapolis. The Ravens, Odell Beckham Jr. dealing with an ankle injury, cornerback Marlon Humphrey dealing with a foot injury, and then their running back, Justice Hill, hurt his toe. That he might be out for this week. So that's come, something to keep an eye on there as the Ravens are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites in this contest. Falcons at Lions. I mean, this game is just going to be ravaged by injuries for the Detroit Lions, which is unfortunate as they could not build on top of their Thursday night football win and lost to the Seattle Seahawks at home. Their defense was just completely picked apart. And that was the concern, right? Like the defense looked good against the Kansas City Chiefs without Travis Kelsey. And they got a dose of reality and and it reminded us of what they look like last season, which is not a good sign going forward for the for the Lions. Um Amon Ross St. Brown, their wide receiver, dealing with the toe injury. David Montgomery, their running back. I think he's going to miss a couple weeks with the hamstring and thigh injury. And then Taylor Decker, their important tackle, dealing with an ankle injury as well. So this is a banged-up Lions unit for sure. And then as far as um, the Falcons go, they're they're mainly healthy. Like They, they don't really have anybody injured. So you're seeing right now that the Lions are a three-point favorite. It opened, as three and a half, uh, opened at four-and-a-half, I believe, and it's got all the way down to three as there's been some heavy money coming in on the Falcons. A lot of that has to do with this injury report for Detroit. Saints at... Packers, an extremely interesting game here. Now, the Saints, they have not looked good on offense. You know, it it, it has not been explosive like we thought coming in. You know, facing a Titans team and then facing a Panthers team that we thought maybe the offense would be able to take advantage of. I don't know if they're going to be able to in this week as well. I mean, the Packers are good on defense. You know, they really are. And But the Packers themselves, you know, Aaron Jones, he may miss another week with a hamstring injury. Their tackle, David Bakhtiari, you know, his knee inflamed up. He missed last week. Is he going to be back on, on the homes, uh, home grass this week? I know turf is a big thing that he's looking at. And then Christian Watson, their wide receiver who is explosive and really brings a pop to that offense. He was limited in practice with, the, with his hamstring injury, sat out Thursday. It seems like he's trending closer to returning, but he could also be missing this week as well. I really want to see what Jordan Love looks like against the Saints defense that's performed well this uh, this season so far. Like, how real is this offense? How real is Jordan Love? That's what I'm keeping my eye on in that matchup. And then, obviously, can the Saints generate any form of explosive plays on offense? 
Broncos at Dolphins. This should be an absolute fireworks show. You know, I mean, th- this should be this should be fun. Now the Dolphins are six and a half point favorites at home here. Totals at forty seven and a half. It's actually ticked down a point. Jalen Waddle's dealing with the concussion like symptoms here. He's in concussion protocol. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. There's a possibility that he misses this game. But Taron Armstrong, their left tackle, you know, he's practicing. Um, he's going to increase his workload. Not sure if he's going to be back for this one or not. And then the edge rusher for the Dolphins, Jalen Phillips, dealing with a back injury, but seems like he's going to be a go on Sunday. Broncos on the flip side. They're missing some guys. You know, Frank, Frank Clark, their D, uh, linebacker, edge rusher, he's out. Michael Purcell, their nose tackle, they're both dealing with hip and ankle injuries. Justin Simmons didn't participate in Wednesday, their star safety. And then offensive tackle, Bowles, was limited as well. Bowles will probably play with his ankle injury. Not sure about Simmons, and I think Clark has already been ruled out for this one. So, you know, the, the Broncos sitting at 0-2, they need to make a statement. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do it this week, especially with their defense that was so good last year, looking completely different this season. Are the Dolphins going to be able to take advantage of that? Or are the Broncos going to be able to rebound? And on the flip side, the Broncos' offense, are they going to continue this? Because Russell Wilson's actually been good. I want to continue to see if this offense can build upon what they've been doing early this season and put together an actual consistent performance for four quarters. Panthers at Seahawks. Big news. Rookie Bryce Young is ruled out of this game with an ankle injury. It will be Andy Dalton who's taking over. In the short term, I think this could be an upgrade at quarterback for the Panthers. Now, they still have nobody to throw to. Like DJ Chark made his return last week, but the offense has just still been extremely poor extremely poor. And Brian Burns, their star pass rusher, he's dealing with an ankle injury. Same with Justin Houston, Miles Sanders, their running back dealing with the pec issue. They've all been limited participants. Not sure what their status is going to be going in here. But this is a Panthers team that just has not looked good on offense. Extremely disjointed, not able to work anything downfield. Now, does it have a lot to do with Bryce Young being a rookie quarterback and figuring things out? Potentially. That's why I really want to see how Andy Dalton looks in this. You know, being a veteran, going up against a Seahawks team that's dealing with injuries of their own on both sides of the ball. If there's a game that this offense can potentially look good, it may be this one for the Panthers. So if it is, then I think there needs to be some thought about, okay, what are they doing when Bryce Young's healthy that hasn't presented or prevented the offense from looking good when he's been out in the field so far. So that's what I'm going to keep my eye on in that one. Bears-Chiefs, I mean, if you want to talk about a noisy week, leading up to a game. My God, it's the Chicago Bears. Defensive coordinator steps down. Health reasons. I think the rumors were untrue about the raid from the FBI. I, I didn't read too much into that, but you know he steps down. It's going to be head coach Matt Eberflus calling the defensive plays. Justin Fields called out the offensive coordinator. Then they were joking around in practice today. You know, So what's the vibe like in the Chicago locker room? And the Chiefs, You know, they have not looked very good on offense. And Travis Kelsey returned last week, and they still couldn't really generate a ton. So I want to see if this is a game against a, a very weak Chicago Bears defense where they, it looks like they get right and looks like the Chiefs of old. Cowboys at Cardinals. Terrible news for the Cowboys as they lose uh, Trayvon Diggs with a torn ACL in practice on Thursday. Like That is a huge blow for them going forward. But in this game, not quite sure how that's going to impact things as you know they are – 
12 and a half point favorites. Same with the Kansas City Chiefs against the Bears. Like these are the two biggest favorites of the weekend. I just I, I don't know how the Cardinals are going to be able to block this front. I, I just I don't. I mean, Kelvin Beachum, you know, their their offensive tackle for the Cardinals dealing with the hand injury. Josh Dobbs has looked good in times, but this is a whole new animal going up against this Cowboys defense. I expect them to continue to roll. Steelers at Raiders on Sunday night football. This is extremely interesting to me. Extremely interesting because there's been a ton of money that's poured in on the Raiders, who are now two and a half point favorites, three in some spots. The Steelers coming off an emotional victory against the Cleveland Browns on Monday night football, traveling on a short week to Las Vegas. I just I'm I'm curious to know why the money's come in. It, it has, but Mika Fitzpatrick had to go to the hospital briefly after the game against the Browns. So he's missed uh he was a limited participant on Thursday, missed practice Wednesday. Looks like he's gonna be go he's gonna be a go on on Sunday night. But Larry uh Ogunjobi has missed both practices with a foot injury. If he can't play and they already lost the interior offensive lineman uh, Cameron Hayward or defensive lineman Cameron Hayward. It's going to be hard for them to stop the rush in this game. And Nick Chubb ran wild before he got that gruesome knee injury. So maybe this is a bounce back game for Josh Jacobs. Uh, Eagles at Bucks. I mean, we know about the Eagles' struggles so far this season. Like the offense hasn't looked the same. And the Bucks have been a really pleasant surprise, especially offensively with Baker Mayfield finding his wide receivers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Can they do the same things that they've been doing the other secondaries? against the banged-up Eagles secondary. Now, the Eagles have had time to recover a bit. You know, they had the Thursday night football game, then they get to go and play on Monday. So they get extended rest, but I don't think that's enough for them to truly get healthy. Now, the Kobe Dean, the linebacker, he's already out. He's already um, on IR. Bradbury, you would expect to be back from a concussion-like symptoms. I don't know the update on that based on what I've seen, but the Eagles opened as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They're down to four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road here. Which is um, which is telling. Like a lot of people think this is going to be a close game here. At least the betters do. And then Rams Bucks, um, sorry Rams Bengals to close it out here. Obviously the question: Joe Burrow is he going to play? What's the deal with his calf injury? I expect him to miss this game. I I really do. I I don't think he's going to play. But also sitting at zero and two, this is a must win game for the Bengals, especially in the AFC. And on the flip side for the Rams, I, I mean. That offense is humming. I mean, they ran up against the 49ers last week. I mean, they gave it a go at the end, but they've been able to move the football, I think, a lot better than people expected. But if Burrow can't go in this game, what's the Bengals' offense going to look like? It's It could be a rough one with a backup quarterback and a defense that was looked like they were good in the first week and weather against the Browns, but really was in a deficit pretty early on against the Ravens. So... It all comes down to Joe Burrow, man. I mean, the, the Bengals right now are three-point favorites. I think the books are straddling the line here saying, hey, we don't know if Burrow's in or out. If Burrow's out, this could be Rams favored. It really could, which would be crazy to think about since the Bengals came into this game as about seven points favorites before the news that Burrow might be out. So that is the week three preview with injury reports and just some some lines there for the gamblers out here. We also give out picks here on money-making time. But first, we got to recap what the hell happened last week, and because it, it it was brutal, man, like really brutal for us. 
two and five for me, only getting home the Thursday night game between the Vikings and Eagles and the Lions team total over. I got some gripes, though, I will say. Like, I know nobody wants to hear it because it was a bad week, but the Broncos not covering their number and losing outright. I mean, they were dominating that game before mistakes. And then the Giants, really, like you were trailing that bad to the Cardinals before you finally flipped the switch and then won by three. Come on. Patriots was a bad read. Play of the week, Bengals, that was a bad read. That was my two-unit play, so that really hurt. And the six-point teaser, I mean, the Bears just couldn't get home. Bank Bills did their thing. Bears couldn't get home, losing by 10 against the Bucks. So I was down 4.18 units on the week. The, the play of the week really cost me. And Tyson got banged up as well, one and five. Got the got the Falcons plus one and a half. He beat the closing line there. Is that close three on the consensus line? So he did a good job there. Chargers let him down, losing outright as three-point favorites. Saints and Panthers, I mean, they just couldn't move the ball at all in that game, which is a struggle for them. And then Bears Bucks. I mean, you know, the Bears defense right now, that is a play against as Baker Mayfield was able to carve them up. Mahomes finished with two touchdown passes. That was for plus money. And then Justice Hill, you know, he got banged up, the running back for the Ravens. He had him at plus 260. That wasn't able to get home either. So as a podcast, we are down 5.74 units. I'm down 1.65 units after I had two and a half units made in week one. Tyson with this 4.0 unit loss in week two is down 4.09 on the week, on, on the season. So Trying to get back to it, boys. Let, let's try to get back in it. NFL is hard to beat. We already gave out our first play of the week on our Monday recap episode, which was Broncos-Dolphins over 48.5. Line starting to go against us as it's down to 47.5. I still like that play. I actually thought we may get some CLV on that, but I think the Waddle news has moved that down. So we're missing we're, – we may be getting the worst of the number here, but I can definitely see seven touchdowns if you guys like that. As well, you can get that for a better number. My first play of the week here, Chargers money line. I'm taking Chargers money line on the road to beat the Vikings. I, I I can't believe I'm putting my faith in the Chargers, but it just comes down to this. We looked at the Vikings as regression candidates coming into the season. We looked at the Chargers as a potential play on team because of the upgrade at offensive coordinator. And I think we've seen that. I really do with Kellen Moore. Like, they've been more aggressive. They push the ball down the field more. It's just been the defense of Brandon Staley that has not been good for this Chargers team. But I think that could reverse in this game. I really do. I think the, the Vikings may have a hard time blocking the front seven of the Chargers. And I think if that happens, it's going to be difficult for Kirk Cousins to get a rhythm and get the ball to his playmakers on the perimeter. So I'm going to take the the Los Angeles Chargers in a must-win spot on the money line, minus 108. My next play here, Texans-Jags over 44.5. The Texans' offense has sneakily been okay. The Jaguars' defense has has been allowing points. Now, they didn't necessarily do that against Kansas City, which I was surprised about, but Against the Indianapolis Colts, they gave up a lot more points than I was expecting. I also think the Jaguars are going to bounce back this week on offense against the Texans' defense that gave up points to the Colts. Now, maybe the Colts' offense is actually just better than people expected coming in, but I think this is a good bounce back for the Jags against a young secondary and and an injured group where I think both offenses are going to have time to throw and be able to move the ball. So I like over 44.5 in this one. I'm also going to go with the line move here and take Raiders minus two and a half. I think there's a chance this could get the three. 
but take it under two and a half or take it under three, take it at two and a half. If you can, I think this could be a dominant game on the ground for Josh Jacobs. And I really am a big Jimmy G fan. Like he's not going to turn the ball over like Deshaun Watson did last week. I think Devontae Adams is going to get clear. Now he's still dealing with concussion like symptoms coming from his hit last week, but I do believe he's going to get cleared. Jacoby Myers should be back as well coming off of his concussion. So that's another weapon for this offense. So I'm going to take Raiders minus two and a half on Sunday night football. And then my play of the week, I'm taking Bears Chiefs over 48 and a half. Like what? That's crazy. I think we could see an uptick in offense for the Bears. Like now I, I made this is a, like a buy low spot on the Chicago offense that does not look good. I'm not a big Justin Fields guy. I don't believe in him in the long term at the NFL, but I think him and the offensive coordinator Getsy are going to get back to doing what Justin Fields was doing last year, which is use his legs a lot more. I think they're going to be more designed runs for him. I think he's going to be able to break off some big chunk plays, which we haven't seen so far for the Chicago offense. And on the flip side, this is a get right spot for the chiefs offense. Like they should be able to completely carve apart this defense. So I think this could actually be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend. So my play of the week bears chiefs over 48 and a half. If there's other plays, I'm monitoring some. I mean, I really don't like this week a lot, guys. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't have a lot of confidence in this one. So I don't know how much more I'm gonna add, but if I do, they're gonna be in our chalkboard app, which is a free app on Apple or Google Play. It's basically just like a Discord. Like we're putting in picks. You know, we had soccer today with all the Euro- Europa competitions. Baseball still going on. We're getting ready for the playoffs. Basketball is just around the corner, which is crazy to think about. And then obviously college football. We just did that episode. Go check that out. We got a ton of picks in the pipeline on that one. So those are all in our chalkboard, which is free. And it's not just you looking at everybody's picks. You can add your own. You know, we'll have some fun in there. Like we were live sweating the bet out tonight in college football. Um, it's just a fun time in there. You know, as everybody's kind of going through the same thing, bad beats. And if you want to vent, Go ahead and check that out. The link is in the description in our YouTube bio. Also, if you're listening in podcast form, the link is in the description and there as well. In the meantime, like, subscribe, and share. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button. It really helps us become more discoverable in the YouTube algorithm. And if you're listening in podcast form and you haven't rated the show yet, please give us a five-star. And if you want to comment as well, that would be much appreciated. That helps us become more discoverable on the podcast charts. And then share the show with your friends, share it with an enemy. It does not matter. Just get us out there. We, we appreciate you guys listening first and foremost, and we'd really appreciate the support that you've given us by sharing the show with anybody that you deem fit. Stay connected with us on our social media channels, X, Instagram, and TikTok. It's all the same at I-S-W-I-S underscore pod. I can't wait for this weekend. I can't wait. College football is going to be awesome. Like This is the best weekend of college football to date this year. And I think we're going to have some good games on Sunday. I know there's a lot of big point spreads, but it is still early in the season where we really don't know what these teams are. I think we're starting to figure it out, but we really don't know. So this is going to be an awesome, awesome week in the football. I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you all have a great time. Whatever you're doing, watching the games, we'll be back next week, breaking down everything in the NFL that we saw, giving stock up reports, stock down, and doing anything else that happened over the NFL on the weekend. I'll be back next week. Tyson will be back as well. We'll talk to you guys soon. Until then, 
Thanks for listening to the I Said What I Said podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show so others find out about the show. We'll catch you on the next episode of I Said What I Said.